Hey humans, welcome to Palin' Around, the official Your Geeky Gal Pal podcast. Here we'll be focusing on video games, fandom, pop culture, and how they all interact with the internet. My name is Caitlin, and joining me as we jump back into podcasting for the first time in fucking eons, one half of the cursed Mark Ruffalo fan club, Jessica Cogswell. I have a question for you, Caitlin. Oh no. At what point did it become cursed? It's been cursed since the inception. <laughs> okay. Just the modifier was added on later. And so it's like, and I know you've been doing it the last few times, but I just want to know, like, what was the line? Like, what did we cross that made it cursed? I can't. I think it was the first time it came up. Y'all said something and I was like, no, this is cursed. Mm, okay. I don't uh, remember. If someone, if listeners, if you remember, please let us know. That's exactly what I was going to say. As loyal listeners. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, i want to know what happened i want to backtrack a little all right and the other half of this accursed club the lovely monty hey Bye. it's me i live across the country now it's crazy it makes our recording schedule a lot easier though oh is my this, god yeah this is the first time recording since you moved i just realized yeah. that yeah, it's it's been funky. Yeah, I'm not recording at like ten to like midnight. It's it's wild. Yeah, it's fucking bananas. Now I'm the latest, and it's only about like an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad at all. We out here, babies. We out yes, here. Yes, we are. We uh, we <laughs> in those mountains. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, I was actually invited to go hiking this weekend and I'm kind of like dreading it because I haven't been I haven't been hiking since maybe ninth grade. So like I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think Wait, about what are you I talking am, about? But... There's not like mountains in Boston. No. <laughs> there's mountains in like New Hampshire, but I don't want to go to New Hampshire. No one looks like me in New Hampshire. So mm. like yeah, so here I was invited out, but I haven't been actually hiking since i was so young and now i'm dreading it and i know my legs will feel it so yeah no mountains i'm not doing it anytime soon honestly the worst thing about living in colorado is like all the people who number one aren't even from here like all these fucking people who move here are just like oh my god i love hiking let's go on an adventure (laughs) and i'm like fuck you first of all so well like you you can't be on tinder and not be an outdoorsy person because oh every single person's like, let's go hike and get a beer. And I'm like, I want to fucking kill you. They're all fucking lying, though. They're not. They have pictures of them in the mountains. That's like the one picture they took in the last two years. That one time they went on a hike, though. I don't think so. Jess, you, I think you're deeply underestimating how gross and active <laughs> people here are. <laughs> Ugh, why can't they just podcast like normal people? <laughs> Seriously. They have no signal out in the mountains. it's fucking gross and i'm tired of it if i have to see the words let's go on an adventure one more fucking time i swear well now i know how to uh attract you (laughs) what i what i just want to send me into a homicidal rage (laughs) yeah (laughs) so this podcast is not about hiking or the mountains or tinder um (laughs) i'm banned i wouldn't know do it <laughs> uh, but yeah yeah today's topic is pretty fun i'm excited because i get to talk shit yep 
That is true. So this week, uh, we're talking about video game auteurs, because uh, many of them have been getting into some shit lately. Heck yeah, they have been. Now, for the people at home, Caitlin, can you explain what video game auteurs means? Yeah, let me, actually, let me, I'm going to Google auteur and read the definition. That way we're all on the same page. Okay, so according to the Google Dictionary, (laughs) a filmmaker whose personal influence and artistic control over a movie are so great that the filmmaker is regarded as the author of the movie. And it's French. Shocker. <laughs> um, so, it, dear listeners, please uh, subtract the word filmmaker and movie for, for game maker and game. And that's what we're talking about. <laughs> and it's essentially, it's like, and it sounds like kind of a complicated concept, but it's it's really not like anything. I I don't know, like hard I mean, to grasp. Like, like, like all you have to do is think about like Kojima in relation to fucking Metal Gear, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. It's it's like it's when the person who, like, the head person has so much creative control over something where like it's associated with that person or like their vision into that entirely or at least like that's what's associated it'd be like the same way that we look at like quentin tarantino movies or um wes anderson movies like it's just it becomes synonymous with that one person rather than anybody else on the project and it's especially fucking kind of insidious in video games because like when you think about the sheer number of people that have to go into making a triple a game because like a lot of people make movies but like more people make those huge games and to have it come down to like one person mm-hmm. being the being centered in those conversations it's like pretty fucking gross when you really think about it mm-hmm. are you telling me that just one randy pitchford didn't make two wait yes two borderlands games just one person I am telling you that, Monty. I this wish is that a surprise. Because I'm sorry anybody else had to be subjected to him. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> my fucking God. Yeah. So, I guess let's just get into that while we have him up. Because, you know. So, if you if you somehow missed it, Randy Pitchford has been in the news a lot in the past couple of months. Uh, first, because of getting fucking sued by one of his own lawyers for embezzling money from his company and also leaving a flash drive full of underage porn in a medieval times. Um, And recently now, speaking of Borderlands, the uh, voice actor for Claptrap has now accused him of assaulting him. So... Um, and this is these two incidences are not the first uh, Randy Pitchford B. Wilden uh, incidents. Um, the man has been kind of all over the place for a long fucking time. Um, but this is the most recent shit. And it kind of leads into the question that I've been thinking about for a long time with this, but that I, I kind of hope to guide this episode of like, why the fuck do these dudes just get to do whatever they want for so long? Like, why does it take so many incidences of bullshit before anybody's, like, willing to do anything about it? Yeah, because, I mean, what, the embezzlement charges were in 2016? Mm-hmm. Three years ago? 
And it's like, eh, that's just ridiculous in itself. Because it's like, so, I mean, the charges were in 2016, which means that this incident probably happened 2015, 2014, because usually it takes a while for that, like, procedures to start, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I'm, like, reading through some of this right now. Yeah, it's, like, a lot of items. <sighs> he uh, awarded himself a $12 million personal bonus. That well, seems he also, warranted. Like, he also, like, loaned money to the company attorney to buy a house mm-hmm. for some fucking reason and, like, a really expensive house. Like... It's just, it's unfucking real And it's like, why? And yet he continues to be the face of Borderland shit. And, like, even now, like, was still, has been associated with Borderlands 3. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And it's, this whole, like, fiasco, just everything in general has been fogged over. I've seen has been fogged over with, like, the the Borderlands 3 kind of promos. But now it's being kind of brought up again with the VA uh, for Claptrap kind of accusing him. So it's it's can quickly just kind of be ignored with just, like, shit being thrown to your face. It's like, oh, well, look at this shiny thing. Maybe you'll forget. Oh, no, I say so much of his actions, and I feel like the actions of a lot of um, notable people, um, whether they be in this industry or just, just any sort of person like him, like Artur's, um, it gets excused as being zany behavior. Like, I mean, he even made a joke. He le- So he left that flash drive of porn in medieval times. And <laughs> to to go into a little bit of it, uh, I guess he called a, a, one of the acts that a woman did uh, magical. Um, oh, yeah. He thought it, he, yeah. Was it his whole thing that he was trying to say he thought it was a magic trick? Yeah. yeah the fucking, what is it, squirting? He thought squirting, squirting was magic? Yeah, I was like, I didn't know. Oh, my fucking God. Be. Like, wait, we're fucking vulgar. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm trying to sugarcoat it. Anyway, so a woman squirting. He, like, later defended it and, and was like, oh, like, I had to have that saved because, like, that's, like, a fucking magic trick. Like, <laughs> that's, like, that's, like, that's actual magic. And people were like, okay. Um, Sir, and then he, you just have a pee fetish. Get out of here. Yeah, all right. <laughs> no, and then he, like, goes up at Pat and, like, you know, makes a joke of it and, and brings it up again. And, like, he, I don't know. And I guess, like, there's something to be said for, like, owning your bullshit. But at the same time, it's, like, I feel like, because he does do that and he rolls with it and he has like that and he he actually is somebody who like is a licensed magician right <laughs> like he does magic tricks and shit like on the side i hate it <laughs> what the fuck like, what the fuck i did not know is, that this is literally why like you cannot trust fucking magician <laughs> <laughs> that's the moral of this episode is don't trust a fucking magician don't get magicians for your children don't get them for yourself don't go to vegas just don't do it. Um, but yeah, he he plays it off as like kind of being this zany character and people are like, oh, that's just Randy Pitchford. But like, that's such a dangerous way to look at things like, oh, that's just Kojima. Oh, that's just, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a way to excuse literally everything that a person could do. And that's something that's happened with him. And it's frustrating to see. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, it's also extremely frustrating because I feel like, like, and it's it's the same thing always for this kind of shit of, like, whenever you ask, like, why the fuck are these people still involved? Like, why are they still being incorporated into marketing and shit like this? And I feel like people are always like, oh, well, it wouldn't be the same without them. And I'm like, wouldn't it, though? I mean, because, again, 
it's not one person is not making this like borderlands is like i've never played borderlands so i can't say it's good or not but like the people who enjoy borderlands do not enjoy borderlands just for fucking randy pitchford like what even like what even create he's a fucking executive like what the fuck Mm -hmm. influence would he even have Mm -hmm. like it just it doesn't make sense to me that like people can think oh one person is the driving force behind this because it's fucking bullshit it's not like a book where like one or maybe two people are working on it like so many writers and designers and programmers are working on this shit like i just don't it's auteurs in video games are so baffling to me because of that because of just like the sheer size of teams that have to work on games yeah and he isn't, he's an executive, but he's not even, I'm looking this up before I put my foot in my mouth. Yeah, he's not even like the face of the company or like PR. He's president and CEO. But usually, though, you would have somebody else who's kind of more of the face of a company. Yeah, like he's not so even, that's kind of interesting is he even too. part of the creative team at all? Like, was um, he ever? Let's see. His formal title is president and CEO of Gearbox Software, president of Pitchford Entertainment. Uh, chief executive officer, unless you're CEO. Um, so apparently, he he does know how to code. Um, yeah, for his magic tricks. <laughs> so yeah, I guess yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm reading like the short little Wikipedia thing. Now he has a law degree. Uh, yep, he was a professional. I can't professional. I can't talk. A uh, professional magician in Hollywood. Uh, he gained membership into the Magic Castle of LA, and then Stop. he uh, sent out resumes for video game programming. And he started working for 3D Realms in Texas at the time, known as Apogee. Uh, and yeah, went over to EA, <laughs> founded Gearbox in '99, and it does not look like he has had a whole lot of uh, experience actually doing shit in games oh also give a shit about him very worth noting that the flash drive with the the pornography on here and i didn't say it earlier because i wasn't 100 percent certain but now i'm seeing it again uh had underage people too it had child pornography on it Ooh, see so what i want to know is like why why is he still involved with the company like usually with like even like one acute Actually, I take it back. These are just like wishful thinkings because CEOs and presidents have gotten a lot, like, gotten away with a lot. But, like, I don't, aren't gamers embarrassed that that this dude has done so much shit and he's still like continuing to do this? And I don't understand what the fuck and why do people care about this fucking dude? He's just a fucking magician. That's it. Well, and this is, it gets gets hard because this leads back into kind of like the conversation we had with Emma from GWU. This leads back to the conversation that we had um, last year about Mm -hmm. Rockstar. And it's like, at what point do you like, 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 how can we actually for real help? You know what I mean? Like, do we boycott Borderlands 3? Like, Mm -hmm. that feeds into the problem of what we're talking about right now is when this one person becomes the face of a company where hundreds of people work, you know? It's like mm-hmm. by by thinking that we're hurting this one executive if we made this move, we're actually hurting all the people who who work on this game. Um, and it's it's just it's just hard. It's hard to kind of navigate that. Um, 
it sucks that he's like the face of this company and it sucks that you know it's like monty like you want to say like it's wishful thinking to think like wow how could this person get away with it and it's like because people constantly fucking get away with this stuff like you would hope that like embezzlement giving yourself a 12 million dollar bonus having child pornography and just being like a human shit show constantly would be enough to like get you off of a project but apparently it's not and that is wild yeah well and i guess the thing that's baffling to me is like the sex scandal stuff, I get why, because life is a nightmare. But, like, usually people do get ousted for, like, stealing money and shit and, like, being horribly irresponsible with company funds. So that's extremely confusing to me. Also, I, like, and listeners, if you know, if I just, like, didn't do enough research, like, just... Why the fuck do people even care about Randy Pitchford? Mm-hmm. Like, what has he done to make people stand him? I don't understand. Because he's not even, like, a game dev. He yeah. runs the company. That's, like... And, like, I know, like, people fucking worship Elon Musk and shit, so it's not that weird. But it's just, like, I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, so let's bring it back to, like that too so think of like elon musk this dude is like people see him as funny charming oh haha he knows anime and makes jokes i think it's the same thing with randy randy like it's just like people associate like oh this guy is like so funny he cracks jokes oh he he knows memes great like he's he's a pal so people fucking do this weird shit in their brain where they associate like oh he's a pal he's a friend and if he's away from any projects that i like then it has to be bad it's it's really fucking weird because we we see this all over the place like again yeah i mean that's the topic of the fucking episode but i think people just associate him with like he's a good guy because he makes these jokes regardless of all the bad shit that he does of course you know decent human beings are like this person's awful but you know the community they they really don't give a shit they don't unless it's like personally attacking them well you know it's something too it's like it's hard to be uncomfortable with people or to be angry. You know what I mean? Like, cause I mean, think about the number of people who like would say the stuff that he does is shitty, but then who went to the, like the PAX panel was fucking insane. It was just filled to the brim with people. It was like probably one of the busiest panels that they had that whole weekend. And, you know, of course when he's on stage and he's making these jokes and, and being Randy Pitchford, like people are laughing or, are you know, are saying oh that's that's randy like you know like like you go with it because it's like it's uncomfortable to have to confront people or to have to you know be like "Mm, i'm not gonna laugh at this i'm not gonna like this guy i'm not gonna you know go with it so i'm not saying it's right i'm just like that's that's i just don't understand it because i'm so easily able to be angry Mm -hmm. that i don't understand it when people can't and i know that it's a valid thing but it's just weird to me Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, just, I don't understand. Again, it could be because we're decent human people and understand that we shouldn't really support bad people. But you know, people don't care unless it's affecting them, or they do this whole fucking thing where it's just like, oh, well, he's a bad person, but you know, you he he makes good things, so you know, I, I kind of have to play because I really like this thing. That's that's like what I see. Like I've had this conversation before with my brother about certain games. I'm just like. Mm, you know the creators are kind of shit people he's like oh but like it's still fun and 
you know, I'm, I'm not really going to care what they do. It's like bad shit happens everywhere. And I think that's sort of that thinking that still gets people away with this shit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, it's ooh, go ahead, Jess. No, I mean, it kind of ties into with like this whole, especially like looking at, you know, the charges made against Randy or not charges. I shouldn't say that because I don't think there's formal charges yet. But um, the actor who plays Claptrap, uh, gosh, what was his name? I want to pull it up so I can actually say it. And I'm not. Here we go. Uh, David Eddings. So uh, David Eddings says he was rage fired shortly after the altercation. Um, and he, he pushed him. Uh, yeah, like, here's the direct quote. He shoved me the fuck. He shoved the fuck out of me while I'm on the balls of my feet trying to whisper. He knocked me back about four steps. I believe I caught him in deception. Um, yeah. Um, and I guess like Gearbox's formal statement was, we think it's a shame that the 400 plus employees here who have poured the love and passion to Borderlands 3 are having their work be diluted by personal allegations, which is just the shittiest thing that you could ever say to that yeah yeah that was really shitty but it ties into even the way that we look at auteur film um these like big name people who who just because they have the title of like like, they're almost seen as genius they can get away with doing really shitty things um it's it's even worse at least in like film i'm not i'm not going to excuse filmmakers who do this shit but it's like they're the ones who are actually directing or writing or like they're on set. It's like, but this is somebody like fucking Randy Pitchford. who's just a big fucking executive bully. Um, but you know, you have people like Alfred Hitchcock who is notoriously shitty to work with and would put people through, um, like just surprise, like horrible stuff and like surprise them and actually get genuine fear in order to like make his movies. Um, and then who was the other one? Uh, stanley kubrick he's the same way like he he would just like scream at people and and get in their faces and was just like you know be incredibly like misogynistic and and like this is how they would operate but you're not allowed to back talk that or say anything because that's their creative vision and this is their creative process and you not question it um and it ties into that with games too it's like you there's so many people who are just so like revered that you can't say anything about them yeah and i mean that ties into like another motherfucker who has been in the news recently like quantic dream bitch david cage mm-hmm. oh my like, god it, it was it was last year right when they had all of the like sexual harassment and like racism allegations mm-hmm. yeah and so they're now they're finally being investigated but they're not even being investigated by like because i think i think like, the French government or, like, their business bureau or whatever was like, eh, we're not really going to do anything about it. So now they're being investigated by a French union and Game Workers Unite. And it's, like, like it's literally taking, like, labor organizations to fucking do anything about it. hmm And it's ridiculous. And, like, David Cage has had a history of being fucking weird, like, with, the with like, the Ellen Page naked shit and, like... Just the fact that Detroit Become Human exists. Yeah, he's a bad guy. He's he's a bad guy. Yeah, he fucking sucks. And it's just like, like, I like Heavy Rain. It's a problematic fave, but I do like it. But like, no David Cage game is worth the bullshit that that man has pulled. Like, even half of what he's been accused of, or proven to have done, is true. Like, 
no game he's made is fucking worth that. Yeah. It's not, no, I agree. Yeah. No, it's I'm I was looking through some of the Ellen Page stuff now just to kind of refresh and it's It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Especially then because he used her when people were critiquing uh were critiquing him. He was like, No, I worked with Ellen Page, who's a gay activist, and I worked mm-hmm. with uh I can't remember his name, Jesse something. Like he did one of he's a he's a black activist and he oh. did one of the voices in uh Detroit, Detroit and it's yeah and it's yeah like, he was one of the the cyborgs yeah yeah and it's like fuck you my yeah, dude you don't get to like I... exploit her and then use her for your gay credit like yeah, yeah I can't be racist I have a black friend like that's that's and I can't that. I'm not homophobic I worked with a queer activist and I also used her fucking nudes mm-hmm. it's yeah it's really disgusting and like you said uh, Caitlin it's it's not worth with all the bullshit that these burgers have to go through but again people fucking play these games and use all these things because oh well they're fun the 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 guy knows what he's doing it's it's so much fun and it's not worth it it's not worth it well and the thing that drives me nuts about david cage and quantic dream specifically is like i'm extremely tired of the video game stories as art or not conversation but that being said like everybody acts like, just because David Cage acts like his stories are high art, other people act like they're high art, too, and they're fucking not. Like, I hated the story of God of War. The story of God of War is better than Detroit. Like, and it is better than Heavy Rain. Like, just, it 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 boggles the mind that people are, like, so willing to fucking go to bat for the artistic merit of these, like, over-the-top campy ass B movie bullshit video games. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good description. <laughs> I just I am flabbergasted. I am boggled. I do not understand. Yeah. I mean I, I never I actually have not played a Quantic Dream game. So I, I've watched like I've seen Andrew play a bit of Beyond Two Souls when they released it for PlayStation Plus, I think last year um and then i watched streams of detroit and it seemed like one of those games that just like i don't know like i i can't imagine like being like this is my favorite game or this is a brilliant game it just seemed like a you know a choose your own adventure type little thing you know yeah i i played a uh, heavy rain and i also played beyond two souls and yeah it's just like a choose your own adventure like you said just um mm- Again, David Cage, I feel like he just really likes, he really likes, like, torturing women in his games, too, which is always, yeah, which is, it doesn't feel right to me, but, like, with Heavy Rain, there's, like, that weird scene with, like, the lady almost getting, like, uh-huh. Uh, with the chainsaw and shit. Like, it's, it's weird, and then yep. just all of Beyond Two Souls, it's just, he, it feels really Do wrong. Do you remember in fucking Heavy Rain where they make you do a stripper simulator just for funsies, basically? Yeah. yeah. Like, just to have that scene, and it's like, what? Yeah, these games are really telling to David Cage. Mm-hmm. They're very they telling. fucking bad. Like, I, again, I enjoyed Heavy Rain. It's not a good game. Like, it's not a... Well, it's it's fun. It's not a good story. 
it goes off the rails after like 20 fucking minutes. Yeah, it does. Also, the Jason scene will never not be funny, but that's pretty much <laughs> the only contribution that game made to anything. <laughs> and so I just, I can't imagine like looking at that game and being like, ah, finally some good food, some good <laughs> fucking art <laughs> at last. <laughs> Oh man. That's not gonna happen with these games ever. Oh boy. Uh like just because you have like a highfalutin concept, that doesn't mean you're actually making anything fucking worthwhile. And I feel like too, it goes David Cage is another one who's like so clearly influenced by movies, and like another one who's exactly like that, probably to a worse degree, is fucking Kojima. Like nope. I I I I like clicked on his Twitter profile, I think. Was it today? I think it was today while I was doing research for the show. And his Twitter literally says something along the lines of like, I'm oh, I'm like more movies than man or something like that. Oh yeah, I see it. 70% of my body is made of movies. Okay, Kojima. <laughs> Like, we get it. You're a cinephile. You're, you're like, everyone I hate. Go away. <laughs> well, and also, it's like, bitch, if you want to direct movies so bad, just go direct movies. <laughs> Stop making weird games that, like, objectify women and give me nightmares. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to see Norman Reedus pregnant in a movie. <laughs> hmm. I just... At least it'd be a shorter experience than a game. <laughs> oh my god, a 60-hour fucking experience, oh boy. No, I want it to be nine months. I want it to be the entire duration. Stop. <laughs> god, I feel Please. like I feel gross even suggesting that, because I feel like he's going to somehow fucking hear this and be like, oh my god, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's going to be like a farming like a farming simulator. Like Every month you have to like check in, make sure you're eating right. And then the end of oh the nine months, god. see how this baby pulls out. Oh my god. Actually, though, would that make me play this game? Because <laughs> <laughs> I need something like Animal Crossing because I don't have my 3DS anymore. Hmm. Animal mm-hmm. Crossing, but for pregnant people. I hate this so much. <laughs> so, Monty, what do you say? Is it time to break off and start our game studio? <laughs> No, seriously, I'm having, like, vivid thoughts right now. Like, if you don't feed this baby, those, like, weird space people will just, like, shoot you up and turn you old like they did in the trailer. Uh, fuck, I'm actually, actually, Kojima hit me up. (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) We lost Monty. um yeah no like one of the biggest things with death stranding like and i'm not saying that this game is gonna be bad or whatever like i I don't know it's like i've seen everything that i've seen is very obtuse and um i don't i just i don't have like a blind faith in kojima to like you know everything he touches is magic which is what i feel like a lot of people do so to me it just seems like there's like this weird sort of following behind Death Stranding and Kojima as a person that I don't get. Like, to, like Death Stranding just hasn't released anything footage-wise to me that, like, merits that kind of response. And I don't know. I'm just one person. This is obviously a very subjective as everything that I will ever say is. But um, I don't get it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't get, like, the 
the the jerking off to everything related to Death Stranding right now. It's so weird to me. Yeah. Um, but like, what else has Kojima touched other than Metal Gear? Exactly. I don't know. I think he he did games before Metal Gear, but I'm an idiot and don't know. Well, he was working on. He's yeah. working on the PT stuff right now. That PT. was that was silent. No, he yeah. was working on PT. Okay, so yeah, that, yeah, sure, that was a fun demo, but I think he worked on Silent Hill. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did work on on Silent Hill. Um, but yeah, he was working on PT. Um, let's see, Metal Gear Solid, uh, Zone of the Enders. Oh wait, oh no, that's like those games. As one of the Ender series. Um, I mean, I think the thing with Kojima, it kind of ties back to our conversation that we had about like being irrationally loyal to things. Mm-hmm. Where like, where I was talking about how like I don't give a shit about the people who make things in like a way that's not about their labor rights. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like so many people like just have enjoyed Kojima's games or came up on his games, and so they just love and trust him mm-hmm. and like one i've not played many kojima games i've played like a teensy bit of silent hill and two like i'm just not that person like i don't give a shit and actually so, no like, he didn't work on silent Hill. he only did pt which was a uh, silent hill installment that ended up being canceled but that's the only thing from silent hill he even touched uh weird he was director writer and designer on all the metal gear Sol- or metal gear games um except for the twin snakes he was not apparently the director on uh and then he's only done other than that like six other things and one of them being one of one of them being pt which was canceled and the other one being death stranding which isn't out yet didn't you say zoda the enders too yes that is on people like those games yeah i've never played those uh and snatcher sd snatcher which those are from the late 80s early 90s and police knots yeah, and I just don't, I don't understand that mindset of, like, like loving someone's work that much that you just trust them to do whatever. Yeah. Well, and, like, that's kind of the joke people would make even, too, is it's, like, just give Kojima all the money and give him a studio and just, like, like whatever he makes is going to be gold. Like, I've literally heard people say that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, like, just because he made the Metal Gear games? Like, I mean... I've played a bit, not much, but a bit, and, like, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, well, and I mean, I guess there are people who I could see saying that about, but that doesn't mean I'd be, like, it's instantly gonna be, like, a, like, like, it, like, I think on an episode of Adventure Log I did with George from IP, I said something along the lines of, like, just give Christine Love all the money, like, which I stand by that. Like, please, I would love to see what Christine Love would do with a Kojima-sized budget. But that being said, I don't think that I would have blind faith in it. Yeah. yeah I think I think also the love for Kojima, um, it kind of comes from, well, with this is like my view anyway. Uh, growing up, again, Metal Gear games were still coming out, and people were talking about Kojima and like how he was so influential because he was making this game. So as a kid and like really young, you're growing up with this thought. So you kind of just grow into like, Oh yeah. Kojima. He's like genius. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard it before. So it becomes like passing knowledge, which could or could not be true. Um, I think that is also at fault too. 
Yeah, no, I definitely agree. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know what to interpret from this game. I'm not gonna say it's good, but it looks weird. It's very ambiguous yeah. and like and that's the thing that I think irritates me, I guess, with it, is it's like it's such an ambiguous thing. You know, it's almost kind of like how um Oh God! What's the director? I can't even think of his name right now. Uh, Mother with Jennifer Lawrence in it. Um, oh, you know yeah. what I'm? I can't remember that director's name right now. Um, but so many people were just like instantly like, oh, I want to see this. It looks good. And even that trailer gave more than what like I feel like Death Stranding is really given. Um, but it's just it's very like it it gets off almost on being vague and being like ah, pre- pretentious. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. that's how Death Stranding feels to me. It just feels very pretentious and it feels like everybody's just giving them a pat on the back for it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think what I was, I forgot to say this also about David Cage. It kind of, it also kind of falls into like what I think about Kojima. Their projects are so, the, a lot of the words that people use are like, oh, it's unique. It's different. It's, it's something like never before, like stories like that. Yeah, again, I think it's like what you say, like, oh, they did a good job. They get like a pat on the back um, and they're really proud of it. So I think that's where it comes from, too. We're just like, this is different in an original story. Uh, please praise me. I'm really smart. That's where I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it, it does say it ties into something interesting, too, because like and you kind of brought it up with using like, you know, it's praise is unique or, or they're visionaries. And it almost it's interesting that both Cage and Kojima have these like accusations with you know cage like very formal ones with kojima um misogyny just kind of in his games um but they Mm -hmm. both have this history of like not treating women the best and like the whole concept of genius like and this is something that like not to be that person like i took a college class now i'm gonna tell you about it but i took a college class and now i'm gonna (laughs) fucking tell you about it because I can actually apply this information, okay? <laughs> but no, it, it stems back to this idea of genius and, like, the origin of genius. And you have to, like, look back and be like, okay, why historically have there been no all-time great female artists, no all-time great female directors? And, like, the first instinct that you have is to be like, well, that's not true because I can name five. But it doesn't address the fact that, like, it's it's not the same. They're not put on the same level. There aren't as many. You have to look at the things that actually societally hindered that and like the causes for that. And like one of the things is this this archetype of the genius, which has always been associated with men. Men are allowed to be brooding because it's part of their artistic genius. They're allowed to be dark. They're allowed to treat people like shit. They're allowed to be obtuse. They're allowed to be mysterious and secretive and and like just have all of these things about them because that's part of the genius persona and you can have blind faith in that and even if you don't understand something it's like oh it's because he thinks on a in a way in which i could never think and it becomes tied up in like that sort of like gender stereotype of of like these these male geniuses um and visionaries and you don't have that with women as much um with women it goes more towards like oh, she's unsatisfied, uh, you know, in her, her sex life or, or with marriage or like, you know, it's tragic because she, she didn't want to be a mother or she, she had a drug problem or she was mentally ill. Like it goes into all of those things and becomes more of a tragedy when in men having that sort of personality is something that's more celebrated. And it's gotten better now. Um, 
but it's still something that historically has always been. Yeah. Well, and I think too, kind of leaning into that, like, there's an interest. So there's two points, I guess I want to make one. It's interesting that David Cage is being investigated for labor abuses. But Kojima got out of Konami and everyone was so excited for him because Konami was supposedly, uh, I don't know if they ever confirmed it or not, so I'm going to say allegedly because I'm not sure, but, like, was allegedly committing, like, pretty awful, like, crunch and labor abuses, and everyone was like, oh, yay, and, like, there was all the shit that went down with Kojima and Konami, um, and then... People were so stoked that he was free of that, but then, like, no one gave a shit about all the rest of the employees that he left behind. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of just goes into further of, like, now Kojima's kind of, like, perpetuating that himself because of the whole, like, Norman Reedus got a hand tattoo, so I'm going to make us redo all of his CGI, which, like, had to be tons of extra work for people. And I don't know how you just, like, reduce um, all of someone's mocap to capture a fucking tattoo and not have that result in extra crunch. Yeah, like, I, I again, wishful thinking, I want to say that, like, this is an added-on project and people doing it, like, in their own time, but no, they're, they're definitely not. The game works, like, just doesn't work that way, unfortunately. It really fucking sucks. I mean, I think for the sake of being like fair to this I guess like we don't know like it could not result in crunch but like it's very likely and so I think that the pro like us addressing the possibility of that being a real thing is very important yeah I mean I just I just don't know how it doesn't result in extra work you know yeah and hopefully and like you know I I remember when was it at the the video game awards is that when Kojima cried on stage accepting an award after the whole konami shit went down and he got his own studio um he went on stage and he started crying and it was actually really touching because you could tell like this guy's been through some shit you know because i guess like one of the things is like they didn't even let him like accept his awards and stuff like that for the games that he was like you know and he's he's different from somebody like randy pitchford who's a, an executive like he's literally the writer director you know like he's he's the person who's down there doing it this is his game mm -hmm. um i mean not his game i feel like that gives him total ownership and that's not true but this is this is his story um but i don't know they did a lot of shitty stuff and like seeing him you know cry and kind of go through that catharsis on stage and like seeing people in the audience cry and just everybody kind of support him like that was a really good feeling and that's like that, that's how we should be treating everybody who's treated like shit in games you know what i yeah, mean because <laughs> i think like like i'm not saying that i'm not happy that he got out of that situation it just sucks that because of, like, him being Kojima, everyone was stoked for him and then immediately, like, did not give a shit about all the people who were still stuck in that situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the hammer didn't, like, fall down on Konami. Like, I mean, how many people bought uh, Resident Evil 7 after, after I think? Because they, yeah, Konami. Am I totally blanking? I'm looking. Wait, is Resident Evil Konami? No, it's Evil not. Capcom? It's, it's Capcom. I don't know why I was thinking that. That's why I said that, and I was like, wait a second. That's not right. Uh, what was the fucking game that Konami did recently, though? <sighs> I can't even think. Um, no, it's Capcom. I don't know why I said Resident Evil. <laughs> Ignore me. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, though. Like, what was the... They Obviously, they have... Um, 
they have Silent Hill, Metal Gear, Castlevania. Um, I don't, don't they know. they do a ton of, like, Plinko machines? They like, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and those are really fucking dumb, too. Um, how is Konami still around? I don't know. I think it's because of those, I think it's because of those Plinko machines. But who is buying them? Who is this? Who is the, who are the 10 people keeping this company alive? Yeah, like, I'm looking through their Twitter to, like, try to, like, find some stuff. Like, I know they have, like, Metal Gear Survive and stuff. Yeah. But also, their Twitter has some, like, weird fucking retweets. Like, it's... <laughs> I don't know who... This is, like, a like a, like a a Twitter that I would be handling, because it's something, like, I would retweet. Like, <laughs> the, the, Konami, the official Konami Twitter account um, retweeted the fucking Old Town Road kid. Oh, like, I heard about that today. <laughs> yeah, and then like they tweeted something along of like, like we'll support um a bunch of different musicians or whatever because people are like, why did you guys retweet? Yeah, like why? What are you doing? Like, what's like they also retweeted like what time is it? And it's like a GIF of Yu-Gi-Oh, like Yugi putting his card <laughs> down. Like, what is? Oh, I think Konami also owns that the. The Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel yeah, Legacy of the Duelist. Uh, all right, that makes um, more sense. Okay, I'm looking. I think this episode just just needs to change right now. It needs to be how the fuck is Konami still around? Because I'm yeah. looking at the list of the I games that they put out. Mobile games. That's fucking baffling. Because like, this is just all garbage. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Oh I'm God. sorry if you're a Konami stand, but I'm looking they at this. Fucking retweeted. Tool like the most broy fucking bad. <laughs> we oh, I need to screenshot this because I don't want to like wake up in this sweat. Like, did it really happen? And I'll have you it know? in my fucking. <laughs> okay, I'm looking what right now. Okay? This has it divided by like how things are re- like what console they're released on. Okay, uh, since 2010 on arcade, they have released Magical Halloween two, three, four, five, and six. Okay. Uh, let's let's see the what classic. else they got. Yeah. Um, so we have here on PC, uh, <laughs> Metal Gear Survive last year, uh, Super Bomberman R, uh, a couple soccer. Oh, Super games. Bomberman's fun. I'll give them that. I think people did like this new one though, right? Uh, you know, I never played it. I don't know. Which uh, they one? release a soccer game every Super year. Super Bomberman R. Yeah, Super Bomberman's just like fun in general. It's really I like it. I yeah, like Bomberman. I Bomber heard that people didn't like this. R, though. I don't know. I could be incorrect. I also played it in a bar, very drunk. So <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if anyone should take my advice. Uh, <laughs> Let us know let's... if people like Super Bomberman R. Yeah, I feel like they didn't. But um, do they do um the soccer games, the uh, PES? Yep, they do. They do PES. Okay, that's, that's, that's how they make all their money. Yeah, that is PES. literally what's keeping them afloat. Like I'm looking at this. That yeah. is the only fucking thing because they, they a don't lot have of people anything. buy PES. Yeah, they don't yeah, have a anything. A lot of people like PES. It's like it's EA, like, but like worse. Yeah, it's like FIFA, but like different. <laughs> well, it's just like I, I'm not even saying necessarily PES, but it's just like 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 as far as EA making a shit ton of money from sports games. But it's like at least EA like has other studio, you know what I mean? Like they're doing other things too. But it's like I literally think Konami only exists because of because of PES. That that seems like that's really it. <laughs> God, are they just like 
just like face out of water like they're just like almost drowning i feel like they're very close to just being like oh my god i we're calling it now i am saying on this podcast and people can write me in five years if i'm wrong konami will not be around in five years that is my oh maybe that's a big statement though because like they've been around since the 80s i'll say maybe 10 years like within 10 years yeah ah yeah because they've been putting out games since 85 they were just just hanging in there God, it just doesn't make sense to me. I think they also license out a lot of their port, like their IP yeah. for ports. Yeah. Oh yeah, that could be it. Yeah, they're just like kind of just pulling in money from just like other channels, I guess. Then I'm typing yeah. in Konami bankrupt. <laughs> Konami net worth. I just don't believe uh. this. I just, I just want to know. <laughs> Why are they under 10 richest gaming companies? Get out of here. Apparently their revenue is up 239.5 billion. I'm telling you, I think between PES and like the Yu-Gi-Oh game and those mm. like pachinko machines and like them porting their IP, I think they actually make a lot of money. I like want to email them right now and be like, "How the fuck are you guys around?" <laughs> Sir, are you broke? <laughs> are you broke? <laughs> Uh, wouldn't that be like nice for wait, you to send that who's email the president i want to see if they have a twitter hold on president of konami all right kazuki takuya kazuki that's who we need to hit up okay all right do they have a twitter because i will add them sir you have a twitter are you broke <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm not saying I want this company to go under. That's a lot of jobs. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and I'm, I, I'd be devastated for sure. But I'm like, just, I'm just concerned. <laughs> this is like, I don't know. This is like when you you know somebody who's like a huge vendor, and then you found out that they haven't had a job in five years, and you're just like, wait, what? Like, where where is this coming from? Like, like, what what are you doing? Like. <laughs> yeah you know it's just confusing i think is the is the biggest thing uh i feel like this has turned into a 10 minute thing of just me being really confused about how konami is a thing no i'm like (laughs) i'm like fucked up from it too no worries i'm really confused Uh, i think next episode we get someone from konami (laughs) (laughs) so Monty can in person ask sir are you broke (laughs) sir I hear you broke. Is that true? Oh my god! Oh my god. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Might, I think we might be wrapping up. I think so. I think we probably should before this devolves anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh god. I mean, yeah. I don't fucking get. I don't get it. I don't get auteurs. I don't. Uh, it's it's bad and toxic. Oh, I don't get Konami. <laughs> <laughs> that too we don't understand anything this episode it turns out um no yeah it's that's a lot of toxic bullshit though to be to be for reals um and like i don't know i think it's just important to kind of know what you're supporting and know where you're putting your money and know what type of games and media you're consuming so like if this is something where you like listen to this and this is on any episode if you ever like listen to an episode where we're like talking about something you're like holy shit i had no idea this was a thing like, don't feel bad. That's why we do these episodes is to like spread awareness and you know talk about these things because I feel like yeah, a lot of times people don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, yeah. like 
I think what I want to say is um, I wish people could vote with their wallet just a bit more. Um, I know that's like always like it shouldn't be a lot to ask, but it is because um, there's always like a big like, you know, there's a big case of like FOMO when like big games come out. You know, people don't want to like miss out on like really cool adventures and stuff. But I feel like, you know, if you keep letting really shitty people in these companies kind of get away with stuff, um, it's going to keep happening. And if you just show maybe just a little case of just voting with your wallet, the company might just take action because obviously they're still doing it because they get away with it. And maybe if they see a pool of money being dropped, they'll be like, hmm, this is uh, troubling. You know, a lot to ask from yeah. gamers these days anyway. Well, and I think, I think too, like supporting the people who are doing the work, like the fact that Game Workers is investigating David Cage, like that's rad and like probably support game workers like support them anyway because they're doing good work but like they're clearly trying to like clear up some of the awful bullshit that's happening and like putting their money where their mouth is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, what instead of buying a 60 dollar game that um is contributing to shitty people donate 30 to gwu or um or, or to emma's patreon yeah exactly and uh I think you'll feel better about yourself. Let me tell you, okay? So yeah, there's there's FOMO for, for missing out on these games. But um, I'm going to introduce a concept known as JOMO. I fucking hate that. Don't ever use that again. Please. Um, and that's the what joy of missing out. Oh my god. Because <laughs> uh, it's fucking incredible. Uh, take it as somebody who, who frequently just like sits out on things, whether they be outings or, or games. Um, it's great. There's just so many other things that exist. <laughs> just just do one of those. It's great. I'm still laughing at Jomo. I'm really sorry. It, it's a horrible acronym. Please do not use it. Get rid of it. Um, yeah. Please use it all the time from now on going forward, friends. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, but yeah, just, I don't know. It's like, I don't, I can't even, I, every time that I get caught up in the hype and I buy a game that like, I know I'm not going to fucking care about, I always regret it. They're just like, Oh, like Destiny 2. I was like, you know what? The first Destiny was like fine. I like the Crucible, but did I want Destiny 2? No, I didn't. But then everybody was like all excited about it and everybody's going to play it together. I was like, oh, I, I need to, I don't want to miss out on this. I need to buy it. So I bought it like two days after it came out and I have played that game for about 10 minutes. Wow. So uh, I I got it during the free weekend. It was a pretty game, but everyone that's played it has uh, been too much of a high level, and I felt like a dummy, and I was like, I'm not touching this ever again. I just remember I started the story, and uh, there's a part where you, like, you're like walking really, really slow because you're injured, mm-hmm. and I was like, I can't fucking do this. <laughs> I got through that part, and then you're like walking through the mountains, okay, and it's playing like this really dramatic music because the game starts with like, I think that if you were invested in the first game, like you would probably really care about what was happening. And it's like playing this really dramatic, heavy music as you're like walking through the snow. And I was like, I have no emotional connection to this. And it's not doing anything for me. I don't think this is for me. I'm just going to play whatever bullshit I was playing. Probably Stardew Valley or something. Who knows? <laughs> it's, a, it's a better game anyway. I don't blame you. True. <laughs> <sighs> All right, should we call it, my lovely friends? Calling yeah, it. We did good. Right. I think that's going to do it for us this time. 
Jess, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me over at Twitter at Jessicogs. Um, that is J-E-S-S-A-C-O-G-S. And Monty? You guys can find me over at 3DS Boy. The three is spelled out. And you can find me at CG and 8Rs on Twitter. Palin' Around is a product of Your Geeky Gal Pal, which you can find on all social media at Your Geeky Gal Pal and YourGeekyGalPal.com. If you want to hang out with us, it, you can join our Discord. The link is in the episode description. And if you like the show, be sure to rate review it on iTunes or wherever else you listen to podcasts, but preferably iTunes because that's the one that matters. <laughs> Boom. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, where we play tabletop RPGs and randomly determine as much as possible. Remember playing with Legos and swapping the people's heads and limbs to create horrid abominations that God forgot? Our show is what it would be like if those rejected attempts at the human form had to go out and save the day. We turn the nonsense into a story with a nice message, like how friendship is stronger than a mind-controlled goblin jazz band. Hey, that's a thing that really happened. Find Very Random Encounters wherever you randomly determine to listen to podcasts.